0: Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, a podcast where I help you end the cycle of overwhelm through meal planning and meal prep. This is episode six, the products you need to get started meal prepping and how to use them. Have you been wanting to jump on the meal planning and prepping bandwagon, but you're just not quite sure where to begin? Just like anything new, starting out with meal prep can be difficult, and you may be wondering what you need to get started. Luckily, you don't need much to get started with meal planning and meal prep, And to help you get started today, I'm sharing all of my favorite meal planning and meal prep products. If you're rolling your eyes out there thinking that this is just a chance for me to sell you a bunch of stuff. Okay, I guess I am guilty of throwing a few affiliate links into the show notes. But the coolest thing about these products is that I can almost guarantee that these are things that you are already keeping around your house. And most of these products are not crazy expensive. So let's go ahead and jump right into these products i have 11 products that i'm going to be sharing with you today and i'm going to go ahead and describe what the product is why i think you need it for meal prep and uh, what that will cost you if you don't already have it so let's begin the number one thing that you need is a planner or a planner app and I know that this is not related to the kitchen at all, but I've said a hundred times that success with a meal plan starts with your life plan. In order to plan, I use a combination of paper planning and app planning. Um, depending on your personality, you might prefer one, or prefer one over the other. There's some great apps out there. I'm going to go ahead and share my favorite, but this is by no means an all-inclusive list. In fact, um, that might be a topic for another day where we can dive into all of the different options that are available. For my weekly schedule, I just use a basic weekly calendar that you can get on Amazon. I'll link to the one that I have, but um, you can get these anywhere that a planner sold. It's really not fancy. I do like to make sure that they have the nice big pages because I write a lot. But other than that, there's really nothing special about this planner. I have also included a free planner template in the show notes. Um, you can get that at callmebuddy.com slash products for meal prep. And this is really cool because I have gone ahead and customized this to include everything that I'm thinking about with regards to my schedule and my meal plan. So it has spots to write in what you're meal prepping and what things you have that day that will maybe get in the way of a more extensive menu and you can go ahead and um, write those things in. So this is a really custom option that you can download and print out. If you really like it, you can print a whole bunch and have it bound. You could also, if you like to bullet journal, just go ahead and copy that template and you'll just know everything that you need to think about and include. So that's an option as well. For those of you who like app planning, there's a lot of great apps out there. Google Calendar for scheduling to me is just the best option out there. And it's great because you can sync your calendar with your loved ones and never miss a thing. Google Calendar also will integrate with a lot of other planning apps. Um, another app that I have used in the past that I'm not using today, but you might want to check out is Todoist. And Todoist is really great for re- for creating recurring tasks that things that you do every single week. Todoist will go ahead and just pop those things straight into your Google Calendar so that you can remember to do them. The last app I'm going to mention is called Evernote, and Evernote is my absolute favorite planning app that I use all the time. So Evernote is basically an advanced note-taking app where I can sort documents into different notebooks and different categories to keep my life organized. And the reason that I love this is because, like I said, I really like handwriting my plans. And in the past, I've always had like just a composition notebook that I take everywhere I go. And I'm always writing down those little thoughts that go in my head. But the problem with... Uh, Typical notebook is that I never know where to find whatever I've written when I need it later. So what I do now, I still like my handwriting and I will still have a composition notebook, but I'll go ahead and transfer that into Evernote where I can really organize it. I can put it into my life notebook, into my church notebook, into my home notebook. um, And I'm able to search it within Evernote, so I never lose anything anymore. So I really, really love this option. So I use a combination, like I said, of um, an app, which is Evernote and a paper planner. I still just like my weeks to be planned and written out on paper. So hopefully that's helpful to you um, to look at some of these products as you start to venture into meal planning and meal prepping and getting more serious about it. So the cost for this, my paper planner costs $10. Um, If you prefer to be more custom, it's probably gonna cost you closer to $50 to get a nice planner. Todoist and Evernote both have free versions and I've only used the free versions of each of these apps and it's been sufficient for my needs, but there are costs associated with that as well. And I'll just drop some links to their website so that you can check out those costs. Okay, moving on. The next thing that you're going to need is a freezer and preferably a really big freezer. I suggest checking Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist for used chest freezers. They can be pretty cheap, especially if you get them used. My freezer right now is stocked to the max and our chest freezer actually broke. So I'm dying. I need to hop on and get a new (laughs) chest freezer because I am running out of space. So the key to stop eating convenience food and fast food, or at least to eat them less often and make those choices something that you're making um, as a special treat for your family instead of something that you're relying on, is to make homemade versions of your favorite frozen or convenience go tos and keep your freezer stocked with homemade things. I even like to hack the grocery store section of the store, so I'll just wander down the freezer section for ideas of things that I can meal prep to save myself at dinner time so that I know that I always have something homemade available to grab. But in order to do this, you obviously have to have freezer space to be able to do so. So if you're able to find a chest freezer used, um, I've been doing searches since I'm shopping for my own. Um, I think a good price is probably anywhere between 50 and a hundred dollars used, depending how long it's been used. Um, And you can get a chest freezer brand new for 250 to 350. So this is the biggest investment on my list, but obviously you don't need a brand new freezer to get started with meal prep because you have one connected to your fridge. So I know that all of you at least have a freezer, But I promise that as you get into the habit of doing this more and more, it's kind of addicting to know that you um, have all these secret weapons in your freezer. So you are probably going to want more space, but you have plenty of time to save up for this item since it's a little bit more expensive. And I promise the rest of the items on this list are much more affordable. Okay, so the next item that I think you need is a slow cooker or a pressure cooker, or both. Um, One of my biggest time-saving tips that I have talked about, I think, in just about every episode so far is to make big batches of proteins, um, things like shredded chicken, shredded beef, shredded pork, and then you can use that in several meals throughout the week. Slow cookers and pressure cookers make meal prepping your meat a breeze. Which one will work best for you? Kind of depends on your life and schedule, going back to that first thing that we talked about, scheduling and planning and when you have time to cook. Um, Because I stay home, I generally prefer the slow cooker because I can throw something in in the morning and have it ready and waiting by the evening. And slow cookers are just a little bit more hands-off than pressure cookers. And I also tend to prefer the texture of my meat cooked in the slow cooker, but they're both great options. Even though the slow cooker is hands-off time, it still does take time and go. A pressure cooker can cook chicken in like 20 minutes start to finish. So if you prefer a faster approach, um, that's just a little bit more hands-on, but it's not too bad. A pressure cooker is for you. Um, Instant pots are all the rage these days and they're super cool and fancy, uh, but a stovetop pressure cooker, it works just fine as well. And that's actually all that I have. I've I've used instant pots and they're fun and I like them, but I just haven't really felt the need to get one because a pressure my stovetop pressure cooker does everything that the instant pot does that i would need one plug for the instant pot is that if you don't already have a slow cooker or a pressure cooker uh, the instant pot actually has both functionalities so you can slow cook with it and you can pressure cook with it so if you are looking to save space a pressure cooker excuse me an instant pot is a really great option so costs for these items, slow cookers are super cheap. You can get one for about $25 and it will last forever. Uh, pressure cookers are a little bit more expensive. So if you get a stovetop pressure cooker, it's going to run you about $50. And then if you go for the instant pot that we talked about, it's going to be about 100 $100. One more note about the Instant Pot is it tends to go on really good sales um, on things like Prime Day and Black Friday, and since those are coming up in the next few weeks, if you're interested in getting one, uh, be sure to watch the sales. I'll try and share if they have a good deal. I'll try to go ahead and share that on my Facebook or Instagram so that you can see it and um, purchase one if that's something that interests you. Okay, if you follow Meal Preppers on Instagram, then you won't be surprised by the next item that I'm going to say and that is containers. You are going to need so many containers but um, I'm not going to send you out to buy any special containers. They do have some really cool uh, separated containers that are designed just for meal prep and you can get those if that interests you but you really don't need anything fancy. All you need is some kind of Tupperware. But what I do want to point out is that as you start doing this you're going to find yourself using up all your Tupperware more than you're used to especially if you We're only using your Tupperware to store leftovers before because I'm going to encourage you to make elements of your meals in advance, things like chopping your veggies, cooking your rice, um, cooking that meat. And you're going to have to have somewhere to store all of those things that you meal prep. So you're going to find yourself going through all that Tupperware. So as you get started, I wouldn't be surprised if you want to grab an extra package or two of Tupperware. You can also use mason jars. And that's another great and expensive way to store the things that you meal prep, but all I'm saying is that you're going to probably want to amplify what you already have. Um, I am going to go ahead and drop a link to, in the show notes, to my favorite meal prep containers. They're super cheap and I think they use them in restaurants a lot. So they're little circular containers that stack into each other that all of the different sizes stack perfectly. So that's why I like them so much is they don't take up a lot of extra storage space. Um, They're also, I think they're technically disposable, but I just wash them out Um, but that's kind of nice because if it breaks or anything happens, I just check it and I can replace them as I need to. So I'll go ahead and link to those. Um, but new Tupperware will cost you anywhere between 25 and $50, depending how much you really need. Another thing, and this goes in the same category, but you're going to want some Ziploc bags. I use Ziploc bags a lot in the freezer. They're really nice because you can go ahead and freeze, um, things like sauces flat and just stack them up in your freezer. So you'll want different sizes of Ziplocs. I typically um, have quart and gallon size freezer bags and use them both a lot. One thing to know if you're interested in going a little bit greener is that they do have reusable Ziploc bags on Amazon. I haven't tried them out yet, but I really do. Since I have been meal prepping so much, I want to be a little bit more sustainable about it and start using those reusable Ziplocs. So I'm really interested to try those out. If any of you have experience with that, I'd love to hear what you think of them. Anyways, Ziplocs are going to cost you $5, but that's obviously your recurring cost every time that you need to replenish those. Okay, so I love to talk about chef's knives. Statistics say that if you hate cooking, there is a 100% chance that you are using a crappy knife. Okay, I obviously made that statistic up, but cooking with a bad knife is miserable. And it's a quick path toward hating the kitchen because it's frustrating and it will take you twice as long to get anything done. You really need to invest in a good chef's knife. There are several affordable options out there. um, And as long as you're sharpening your knife regularly and taking good care of it, this means not dishwashing your knife, keeping it somewhere that's protected like in a little knife sleeve and not just letting it roll around in the drawers. Anyway, if you're taking good care of it, it will last a really long time. I'm going on eight years with my knife. I actually don't know how much it costs. I think this one retails for like around a hundred dollars anyway, but it's as good as new. And I, like I said, I've had it for eight years and it's amazing when I get it sharpened on Amazon, they have some options that start even like between 35 and $40 that have some really great reviews. So obviously this is one of those situations where you're kind of going to get what you pay for, but you can start out with a $35, $40 knife and it will probably be better than whatever knife you're using from that, you know, knife block that costs $50 for the whole set of knives. (laughs) Um, And I just go ahead and use like an eight inch chef's knife. That's my favorite. A paring knife is another option that I use a lot as well, but just start with the chef's knife. That's what you need the most. And like I said, that can be anywhere between 40 and a hundred dollars. Okay. So the next item I have is a little bit goofy. We love our George Foreman grill. We affectionately just call him George on a first name basis here at our house. Um, it's funny because I got our little grill for our wedding and it seemed so useless to me that I tried to take it back, but I couldn't find where it was from. So we kept it. Um, And now I use George for meal prepping grilled chicken all the time. You can obviously use your regular outdoor grill for meal prepping grilled chicken as well. Um, But in the winter, it's just so nice for me to be able to plug this in. I can do it with my kids running around and it's just so easy to do. Anyway, so I use my George Foreman grill to meal prep grilled chicken for salads, pastas, um, any dish that shredded chicken wouldn't really work for And it's it's seriously a dream. If you can, if you don't have one yet, I suggest getting the biggest one that you can find so you can cook as much chicken as you can possibly fit on there at one time. So a George Foreman Grill retails anywhere between $25 and $50, depending on the size. So you could get a small one, especially if it's just you or you're only feeding a few people for around $25. Okay, the next thing I wanna talk about is organizing bins. Um, I think my husband has a seething hatred for Marie Kondo for the number of times I come home with more organizing bins, but they are seriously a game changer when it comes to organization, and they're great for organizing your meal prepped foods. I would get some for your fridge, your freezer, your pantry, and you'll be so happy when every little thing that you make has a tidy little home. They have darling ones at Target and the Container Store, but those are a little bit more expensive. Um, I'm not too picky about looks, especially because I'm keeping most of these tucked away in the fridge, in the pantry, and I get mine at the dollar store, possibly on a weekly basis. (laughs) I wonder if Marie Kondo came to my house, if she would make me get rid of some of my bins. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, the next thing that you need is a food processor. Um, I'm pretty good with my chef's knife. I like that it's compact and I can do almost any kitchen task with my chef's knife that I need to but I do love a food processor for quickly whipping up things like salsas, pesto, anything that needs to be pulverized rather than just chopped. And a small food processor only costs about $25. Staying with the things that you cut in the kitchen theme, I also suggest getting a pair of kitchen shears. Some things are just better cut with scissors. Um, If you hate trimming chicken, it might be because you've been using your knife to trim chicken. If you get a good pair of kitchen shears, you'll be shocked at how much easier it is to trim that chicken with kitchen shears. So kitchen shears, you can get a decent pair for about $10. Another thing to keep in mind when you're meal prepping is food safety, because you're going to be preparing a much larger larger portion of food than you have in the past. You want to be especially careful with food safety so that you don't end up preparing a large batch of something and end up having to throw it all away because it wasn't prepared safely. So, In order to be safe, a meat thermometer is your go-to. A meat thermometer will help you tell you that your food has been cooked to a safe temperature. Um, It's also really nice to avoid overcooking so that you don't end up with dry chicken, especially because we're meal prepping and we're going to be freezing this and reheating it. We want to be sure that we are really not overcooking it at all because we want to retain as much moisture as possible. There's a couple different types of meat thermometers out there. I'll go ahead and link to two that I like, but I like them both for different reasons. My favorite one, I think, is probably the one that you just go ahead and stick the probe in and there's a little monitor that goes to the side because that probe is heat proof. So you can stick the whole thing in the oven and just leave the monitor out and it will beep when it hits the right temperature. So it works the same way really as a timer except that it's actually going off when it's the right temperature, not just arbitrary the way a timer would be. Okay, the last thing is really simple and I'm almost 100% sure that you already have these, but Sharpies and masking tape. This is a little tip that I learned from spending a lot of time in commercial kitchens before I was a stay-at-home mom. They are always labeling everything, so you never have to wonder how old leftovers are or how old things that you meal prepped are when you are labeling them. And I like using masking tape because then you're obviously not ruining your containers. You can take it off and you can put a new piece on and um, continually rotate those things out. So this little tip will really help you to cut down on waste in your kitchen and that will obviously save you money because you're not buying new things every time. And the cost of Sharpies and masking tape, I don't know, somewhere between two to five dollars depending how much you get. (laughs) Anyway, I hope this episode has helped to put things in perspective for you and Has shown you that you don't need a ton of fancy stuff to get started with meal prep, and you probably have invested in more than half of these items already, if not more. Um, And you can totally get started without having everything. Uh, Make it work and add things to your list as you go along that you think would be the most useful. There are obviously a bunch more useful items in my kitchen, but these are the items that I find myself going back to day after day after day, and I find that they will really give you the biggest bang for your buck every one of these items is affordable minus maybe the freezer, but even that it's affordable for what you're getting. And as you learn to use these items, um, you'll find so much extra time in your life that you won't know what to do with it as you stock that freezer with things that you can use and things to feed your family with. Next week, we're going to be talking more about planning. Um, we hit on it this week, but we're going to be talking about We're going to talk all about how to fit in that weekly planning session, what you need to think about and plan and how that's going to um, affect your meal plan success. I am a productivity and get it done um, fanatic. So I'm really excited about this topic and to hopefully share some insights with you there as always happy cooking. And I hope to see you here next time.